Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends, at the end of time, to raise up a people who will rule with him. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel, and if there is a notification bell, now his father is dead because of you know how things were. But that boy now is a Wall Street financial technical expert. Okay, I don't know if I ever mentioned him to you before. No, you didn't. Okay, but, uh, but he yeah. was raised by his grandfather and his grandmother. Mm -hmm. Okay, his natural grandfather and grandmother. Right. Okay? And they didn't make the mistake with him, they made with his father. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, Season. I would just like to pray, you know, the, the group to pray for my grandchildren and my, okay. my son and his wife. Okay. All right. Can somebody, you know, lead that prayer who doesn't actually know them personally? I don't know. I think... Um, Am I the am I the only one who doesn't know them personally? <laughs> yes, it, I, well, I know Chinese doesn't know them. I know Eberle doesn't know uh, them, but, but they seem muted for some reason. I'll pray. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to share uh, studying in the Bible and lifting each other up. We ask you now, Lord, with the burdened heart of the mother and grandmother yes, of God. her children that you will settle her heart and lead her in the direction she needs to go to help this family lord her son she raised him to know the lord but he married out into the alien world uh, and it's now coming home to roost in the home through the child. The, the, the child has no guidance or direction. We ask you, Lord, that you just put your arm of protection around that whole family. Lord, lead them to the cross. Help them to want to know the way that they should go so that their children have an equal opportunity of living healthy, happy, and holy in this world. Lord, we ask you to settle Kay's mind and know that she did everything that she could do. And when children grow up, they make turns that they think are right. But we know with the spirit and the saints' prayers, and we serve a mighty God, yes, God. that change can occur. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, remember one thing. All we're involved in are battles. The war is something we are going to win. Yes. So, no matter what is currently happening, it's not the end of the war. Your goal, your, your, sorry, your objective daily is to maintain course. So if 
a child is, you know, seems to be going in a certain direction. And you know that's not the direction the child is supposed to be going. When you go to God and bring that issue to God, then it becomes God's responsibility to bring that child to the right direction. Remember that. But ask yourself a question. What right do you have to bring that child in the right direction? Now, when you say, for example, in the name of Jesus, you're claiming authority to do something in the name of Jesus, correct? Yes. Yes. So, but why do you believe any of these powers should obey you because you claim the name of Jesus? What, what's, what's the basis of your right? Because we live in the spirit ourselves. And yeah, th those guys live in the spirit too. Well, but he's they're just, in the wrong spirit. Says, <laughs> because of me, you and your whole household will be saved. Okay, but I'm talking about you. When you say something should happen in the name of Jesus, on what basis, what's the legal basis? Okay, yes, you and your household will be saved, but I'm saying in a particular situation, like the one we're talking about now, why should the devils obey you if you say they shouldn't do this? Because Jesus told us, if you ask in my name. Very good. A name means what? Authority. Anybody remember? That's the authority. No, a name. What's, what does name mean in the Bible? Name has a meaning in the Bible. Because, you know, we can't be talking about names like John, David. That's not what he means. Right. right. There are many people who are called Jesus. Okay, by the way, we just don't call each other Jesus. But the name Jesus was used by many people before Jesus and after Jesus. Just Joshua. Okay. True? Yes. Okay. True. So name means nature. Okay. Okay. That's, and you can see that throughout scripture. Name means nature. So it means you have the nature of somebody. Okay. <laughs> now, how do you get Jesus's nature? Through the renewing of your mind, reading oh. scripture. No, okay. How did you first get the nature of Jesus? You accept him. Very good. Accepted. Very good. You accepted his blood. Yes. He said, if you don't drink my blood and eat my body, you have no life in you. Correct? Correct. So mm -hmm. when you, every time when we do communion, we're, we're, we're remembering what we did to be saved. We accepted Jesus. We received him. Yes. Okay? Yes. The Bible says he told them, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no life in you. And they picked up stones to stone you and say, what, what, do you want us to eat your body? <laughs> so what you're asking now, ask yourself a question then. Does this child have a blood relationship with me? If no. not, 
then I have to save this child based on a totally different set of um, promises. This is important because when you have a blood relationship with your children, God says you and your household shall be saved. Correct? Yes. Now, yes. if I work in your house as your, as your, as your nanny, am I really of your household spiritually? No. no. Okay. So it doesn't, when they say household, he's not talking about your, you know, your physical residence. Okay. He's talking about those of you that have committed to God. So now, if you have a child and this child is now yours, you're raising this child in the way of God. God has every reason to save that child, whether the, the child came biologically from you or not. Why? Because you yourself have submitted to God. Okay? Amen. You yourself have submitted to God. So, so you, you've brought that child and you've adopted that child. You've brought that child in. You have submitted to God. Now, God has the locus standing. You know what? Let me let me show you a scripture. Let me show you a scripture. Um, wow. Okay. I was going to go. Okay. Can somebody look for me? It's, I think it's in the book of Zechariah. Look for me. Just look in Google Bible, Joshua the high priest. And then you should find it somewhere in Zechariah. What I want us to see is why God would intervene to save this young child because of us. But we have to know upon what basis we're standing. Okay? It's Zechariah 3 verse 1. Okay, so it starts from chapter 3 from verse 1. I guess it's for like yeah. four or five verses. Okay. Um. Okay, go ahead and read it for us. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. It just says, And he showed me Joshua, yeah. the high priest, standing before the angel of Jehovah, yeah. and Satan was standing at his right hand to resist him. Good. Then the angel of Jehovah said to Satan, May Jehovah rebuke you, O Satan. Yes. May Jehovah, who has chosen Jerusalem, rebuke you. Is not this one a burning log snatched out of the fire? Okay. That, that's good enough. That's good enough. So here's a, somebody called Joshua the high priest. Okay? Are you listening now? Yes. We've yes. never heard of this guy in the Bible. I don't even know who he is. Okay? But Zechariah sees him in the spirit and Satan is there saying, this guy's mine. Okay? Then the angel tells Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Can, can somebody turn, the, put a mute on your microphone. We can hear, we can hear the sounds. Oh, sorry. That's fine. That's fine. 
So it says, the Lord rebuke you. So this angel, notice the angel didn't say, I rebuke you. Correct? Yes. Correct. The angel said, the Lord rebuke you. The angel knew the basis upon which he could save Joshua, the high priest. Okay? So when you're interceding for people, you need to know not everybody's the same thing in your life. You have your child. God is obligated to save your child because your child shares a blood covenant with you. That's number one. But what about your neighbor? Your neighbor is kind to you, always helps you do things, doesn't know the Lord, and you are aware of the things that are coming down the earth. You can now intercede on behalf of your neighbor. You have no blood relationship with him or her. And say, God, please, this is a good man. Help him to get to know you. Now, do you see the difference? In the first one, did you have to say anything? No. You remember the scripture that says, believe in you and your household shall be saved. Blank check. Yes. But what if you go now want to impose that blank check <coughs> covenant on your neighbor? Is it going to work? No. Yes. It's not going to work because you don't have any blood covenant with your neighbor. You have to go to God and say, God, this guy has no blood covenant with me, but save him as a child of Israel because he's a good man who doesn't know you. Do you want scripture for that? Yes. Turn to, yeah. Acts, chapter, turn to Acts chapter 10. Amen. Amen. So Amen. I think you take it from verse 1, Acts chapter 10, from verse 1. Amen. 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 Now, uh, take it from verse 1 to 6. I have the international version. That's why I'm not reading. Okay. Okay, well, I can read it. Go on then. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion, Italian regiment, a devout man and one who feared God. He gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? So he said to him, Your prayers and your arms have come up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose is lodging with Simon the Tanner. Whose house, is, whose house is by the by the sea? He will tell you what you must do. All right. Notice this man is a Gentile. He's a centurion from Rome. Correct? Yes. Yeah. He doesn't know God. 
but he's good to God's people. Notice it says, verse 2 says, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God. Okay? So he doesn't know God in the sense that we know God. He knows God generally. Yes. And he's faithful and kind. But he's kind to who? Who is he kind to? Who, who, who did he say he's kind to? The people. Who are the people? The, pe the people of God. The people of God. He's not just talking about people. This man was a colonizer. He had been sent from Rome as a colonizer that colonized the people of God. But he was not maltreating the people of God. He was being merciful to the people of God. And on that basis, God had nobody come talk to him about Jesus. The angels were not allowed to preach about Jesus. So God sent an angel to go tell the man to send for a guy called Peter. Oh, that's powerful. Now, this man had no blood relationship with anybody, but gave you and said, look how faithful this man has been to God's people. So all those people who maltreat you at your job, at the gas station, at the supermarket, on the street, wherever it is, including Christians, if you are a child of God, they are in a lot of trouble. Those who treat you right, when things go right for them, it's because of you. So, so I could show you more scriptures, but I'm not going to do that. I just wanted to show you a, a, somebody who was totally outside the church, didn't know Jesus, but was kind to the people of God. And God says, you know what? I, I'm going to give this guy salvation. <laughs> he had no basis for salvation. Some of us are here today as Christians because of our grandfather or great-grandfather or great-great-great-great-grandfather served God. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yes. And some yeah. people are wicked today because their grandfather or great-great-great-grandfather served Satan. Mama. So... Always remember on what basis you want to stand and save someone. Make sure that you're standing on the right foundation, not one that you want, but one that is. All right. Because God wants to save everybody. But you've got to know what, what you're pleading. You ever been to court where maybe you want to just tell the judge, you tell your attorney, look, just tell the judge. I want to, let me, let me just explain myself to the judge. And your attorney says, please keep quiet. Right? <laughs> you want to tell the judge I wasn't there. Then <laughs> the, other, the other lawyer tears you up. So by they're like, why is he doing this to me? This isn't fair. I thought this was all justice. Well, because there's a procedure. Amen? Amen. There's a covenant. Amen. There's a process. Okay? Wow. And you need to understand what the process is and what the procedure is. And once you understand that, you start standing on what is the right thing. You can save people who your heart is drawn to. Okay? But don't try to yeah. make something that isn't, that isn't 
to be. If just face the reality of what it is and deal with it as what it is. Okay. Okay. All right. Sorry for taking too long on that one. No, that was good. Okay. It, it was good. Yes, I needed yes. this. Praise God. I did too. Okay. All right. So somebody else have a a, a dream or words. Not a dream. <clears throat> I was just reading Joshua this with um, this week. Okay. And I was coming across words that I was trying to link with other passages that you know in other parts of the Bible. Yeah. So, for example, the the word the phrase "passed over" was used, you know, quite a few times. Yeah. Passed over the Red Sea. Passed over River Jordan, and then when the woman that housed the two men which was told to tie the cloth on her door so that so that you know she would be spared when they yeah. come around to destroy her city yeah. the word passed over was also used there so yeah. i was hoping you could you know maybe explain if this has any link at all what it really means and if if this has any link at all with the feast of what of the feast of passover and um also when I think about the story of Joshua, I sort of like also remember the story of Jesus. Um, I was wondering if you could maybe expand on that, on the link between the the role both both men played, the story of Joshua and the story of Jesus in okay. in the in the Bible. Okay. Hmm. All right. Maybe we should do that when we get into Bible study. Uh, okay yeah right now it's more about mm -hmm. what you what what you got from god and what you want to share with us okay and i can step in and if you have something you want to share about this that's fine and then i can clarify certainly mm -hmm. no some questions really not, uh, okay okay that would be the first thing we'll deal with after mm -hmm. after Did anybody get a dream where God told you to give me like $50,000 or? <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I have to go and pray again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so if there's nothing, why, why don't we deal with the Billy's question about Joshua and the Passover? etc. Okay. Passover just means forgiveness. It doesn't mean forgiveness. I mean, but it's, you can, you can, mm. you can understand that it means to overlook something, right? right. To overlook okay. a wrong. All right. Okay. So the, the angel of death that God sent to Egypt had to pass over, you know, he had to forgive any house he saw that had the blood stain mm. on the lintel of the door. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the angel passed over that house and went to the next one. All right. Okay. Now you asked, what is the connection between Joshua and Jesus? Joshua actually represents more of the church that is to come 
and not Jesus. Moses is more typical or, or more archetype of Jesus than Joshua is, even though Joshua and Jesus have the same name. You know, Joshua just means Jesus, correct, everybody? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's just that the Greeks didn't have the shua in their language, so they pronounced Joshua as Jesus, and that has stayed with us to this day. Okay. All right. So Moses is a type of Jesus, while Joshua is a type of the man-child you and I read about a few weeks ago. Everybody remember when you read about the man-child? Yes. Nobody else apart from Dr. K? I remember. Where, do you remember what book we saw him in? I'll let someone else answer that. Thanks. Does anybody remember where we read about the man-child who was to rule all <laughs> nations? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Okay. Okay. What book was that? Revelation, wasn't it? Exactly. Revelation chapter 12. Remember, mm -hmm. we saw the woman give birth to a man-child mm -hmm. who was to rule all nations. Okay. So... That is what we refer to as the Joshua generation. Anybody ever heard that term in your church before? Your church will say, your church members might, or pastor might talk about the Joshua generation. Ever heard that phrase, anybody? No. No. Okay, so somebody say yes. No. Okay. Well, um, Pastor Logan will not be happy with the Logans because I'm sure he's taught you that before. I have to report the mom, his mom to him. He <laughs> <laughs> said she heard it as a child, but she didn't speak up when you mentioned it. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 good, good, good. Okay, all, if most pastors will tell you about the Joshua generation, but that doesn't mean we all agree on what the Joshua generation is, okay? We just agree that these are people who will be who are special they they like like sold out for god etc okay so Amen. that means the generation that comes after moses generation okay they're the generation that actually going to the promised land moses generation came out of egypt but they never made it into the promised land okay okay and um um, the Apostle Paul in the book of Hebrews talks about Joshua and says, even though Joshua, the natural Joshua, took the people into the promised land, he never gave them rest. R-E-S-T, okay? okay? So you get rest in King Christ. Okay? Okay. And how many people here have rest in Christ right now? I do. Sometimes. Yes, yeah, sometimes. Very good. I, I like that answer. But there's coming another rest in Christ. Did you know that? I do. Yes. Very good. Good. So yes, yeah, go ahead. I find myself in I find I find myself in the way. Of course. That's that is that's what that's what we call self. That's all of us. Yeah, that's what we call self. 
That's what we call self. But God is working in us and he will bring us to the place of rest. Even though we're starting from a place of rest also. It's from rest to rest. All right. So, Abele, mm -hmm. was that good enough? Or yeah, did I do something else? I, yeah, I guess I'm still confused how Moses is more like Jesus and not Joshua. Oh, oh sorry, I didn't explain that. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Moses brought the people out of Egypt. Jesus, Jesus brought us out of sin. Right. Okay. Okay. The people murmured against Moses. We murmur against Jesus. Yes. Okay. Okay. Moses was with them when they went through the battles they fought against the seven abominable nations, etc. Mm -hmm. Jesus is with us throughout all our battles. Okay. 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 Now, we're trying to enter into something called rest, R-E-S-T. So let's look at the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 4. Okay. Verse 6, the 6 to 9. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 6 to 9. Sorry, sorry. Hebrews chapter 4. Yes, verse 6 to 9. Okay, say, sorry, verse 6 to 11. 6 to 11. Amen. 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 Anybody can read. I think maybe Abele should read that. Okay. Right. Since therefore... It remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again, he, designates, again, he designates a certain day, saying in David, Today, after such a long time as it has been said, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also seized from his works as God did from his. 11. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Okay. Everybody notice she used the word Joshua. She didn't say Jesus, correct? And some of you have Jesus in your Bible. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Good. So this the is right, a... yeah, the right word is Joshua. Mm. But remember in um, Greek, they didn't have a shua, so they would say za. So that's where you get Jesus from. Okay. Mm. All right. So see here, it says there remains a rest for the people of God. And that when you enter that rest, you will cease from your what? Works. Right? Right. That means you will no longer be trying to be like God. You will be like God. So okay? they use the word Jesus in some places and then the word Joshua in some places. It's, no, it's, remember, we're reading in English. So yeah. the, just to help everyone understand this, 
the name that you know as Joshua is the same name as Jesus. So whether your Bible says Jesus or Joshua, you just know based on context, whether it's talking about Jesus, our Savior, or Joshua, the servant of Moses. Okay? So here where it says, had Joshua given them rest, we know it's not talking about Jesus because Jesus gave us rest. Do you understand? Yes. All right. Yes. Amen. All right. So, does somebody else want to say, contribute something towards what we've read, or somebody have a, something to say? I'm fine. All right. All right. Any, any, any statements about what we studied last week? Anybody want to open that up again? Okay. I've been talking about it all week. Okay, what have you been, what, what, what? I just what? keep coming back to sins of the Father. Yes. Because I had not been looking at how people live or do not live because they don't know what the Bible says and they don't know what curse they're under or yeah. they don't even know they need to be redeemed. Yes. And so I have to now be calmer in my spirit when I'm talking with people and figure out where they are before I form an opinion. Yes. I think sometimes we can be so heaped and steeped in scriptures and being at rest ourselves we feel like everybody should have it it's easy <laughs> yes yes so that's that's what i meant about been thinking about it all week long every time a situation comes up i go back to that and uh, I have your, your mind your, your mind is being transformed being renewed by the word yes great Okay, let's read Hebrews chapter 1, everybody. Liz, can you read that for us? Or oh, maybe you want, to, you, want to that with, you want to split that with someone? It's too long? Can, um, can you read from verse 1 to 7? And then somebody can read from 8 to 14. In times past, God spoke. Is that it? Yes. Yes. God spoke in fragmentary and varied ways to your father through your fathers through the principles. And in this, the final age, he has spoken spoken to us through to his son where he has made Sorry, the words are very tiny on your academic. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, by the way, everybody, I okay. use in, big in print Bible. Go you ahead. did what? I use a large print Bible. And I advise everybody to do that. 
I do too. I but it's a different Bible, so I'm gonna get a new Bible. I have to do that. Okay. And and I'll, Kay can tell me which Bible to get. Okay. So it save time. Yes, I'll call you so after he, this. Okay. So he has spoken to us through the Son, whom he has made hear of all things and thought when he feels when he first created this, the universe. The sun in the sun is the reflection of the Father, glory of the Father's glory. The do, you, do, you want, do you want someone? Do you want someone who has a larger print to go yeah, ahead? Yeah, that would help. Then okay, I'll get okay. a big. Okay, I'll can, read it. All right, cool. It talks about the sun is superior to the angels. Yes. Verse one. Okay. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through his prophets and many times in various ways. Yes. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son today, I have become your father. For again, I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. In speaking of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds, his servants flames of fire. But about the sun, he says, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever and righteousness will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. He also says, in the beginning, O Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe. Like a garment, they will be changed. But you remain the same, and your years will never end. To which the angels did God ever say, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Thank you. Two things I wanted us to notice here. Verse 4 says, Being made so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent what? Name. Name. <laughs> Now, when you read that, 
and you already know that the name Joshua was the name is the name Jesus, and that many people bore the name Joshua. Even some guy who the angel had to save from the devil in Zechariah. Correct? Correct. Yeah. So what's so special about the name Jesus? It's the name above all names. Ah, but is it just that name, the word that we speak that is above all names? Or is this speaking about something much deeper? than a name as you and I understand name to be. Yeah, it's talking about his nature. Exactly. It's not just talking about names like John, David, Raphael, uh, Michael, this. That's not what he's talking about. Do you remember that the Bible says God created the animals and brought them to Adam to see what Adam would name them? Mm-hmm. Everybody remember that? Yes. yes. And it says, whatever Adam named them, that was what? What? Can they everybody were. finish that? That was who, who said that? Okay. That was what they were. Everybody remember that? Yes. Okay, yeah. please let's we'll come back. Let's go to Genesis 2. Verse 20. Amen. 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 Oh, sorry, maybe it's not verse 20. Uh, where is it that God... It's verse 19. Okay, all right, good. go ahead. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature... That was the name thereof. Okay. Now, do you think Adam was saying, this is a cat, this is a snake, this one will be called monkey. Look at the way he reminds me of something that sounds like M-N-K. Is that what you think? <laughs> no. He was give. Adam was given... Okay, let's look at it like this. Um, Liz has Liz, you have dogs, right? Are they Rottweilers? Uh, part Rottweiler, yeah. Okay, all right. You could train those dogs in the way you bring them up to be vicious killers, or you could raise them to be harmful pets that play with everybody. Correct. Correct. Okay. So what God was doing here was giving Adam the power to give character. So every time you read about a name in the Bible, it speaks about a character of a person. Do you remember when the angel fought with Jacob in Jacob's dream, everybody in, the, in Genesis, where Jacob yes. saw himself wrestling with an angel? 
And yeah. the angel said, morning is coming. You need to let me go. And Jacob said, I will not go until you bless me. And the angel asked him a question. What was the question the angel asked him? Everybody's forgotten that? Okay, fine. fine. He said, the angel asked him, what is your name? Oh, yeah, that's, that's how he got his name changed. Very good. Uh -huh. And he said, my name is Jacob. And the angel said, you will no longer be called Jacob. You will now be called Israel. Because you have wrestled with God and prevailed. Now, does anybody here know what Israel means? Israel, Israel. What does it mean? Um, from my, sons were taught, my sons were taught in Hebrew school that it means all that I have created. Okay, let's, we'll dissect that. Mean, meaning... Because the one of the most sacred prayers in the Hebrew is it says it says listen Israel and it means everything I have created listen to me. Okay, now the angel, the answer to the question is embedded in the quest in the response the angel gave to Jacob when Jacob said my name was Jacob. The angel said, it's your a, name shall no longer be Jacob. It shall be Israel because you wrestled with God and prevailed. Yes, that's, that's what I, I see that the meaning is uh, God contended, wrestles with God, triumphant with God. Okay, you see that. So the Hebrew school, only God knows why, why they came up with that other thing. But the answer is right there in the scriptures. There is a book in the Bible called Ezra. Everybody know that? Ezra. What does Ezra mean? Don't know. Aha. Ezra means prince. Aha. Okay. Okay. L means God. Okay. But prince can also mean a power. That's why the Apostle Paul spoke about wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities and powers. Principalities and powers. So Ezra can mean prince. It can mean power. That's why the angel said, you shall no longer be called Jacob, for you have wrestled with God and you have overcome. You see that? So yeah. Israel means power with God okay or oh. power of God okay so oh. Ezra means prince or can mean power the power of the land everybody remember what the Egyptians called God Ra oh. do you remember do you remember R-A or sometimes R-A-H but Ra, that's God. Remember, Abram had his name changed to what? Abraham. Is that not so? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So the mm -hmm. 
the, the meaning of names, Sarai had the name changed to Sarah. Okay? The A-H mm -hmm. symbolizing Jehovah. Okay? So names don't just mean a name. It represents your, what your nature, what God expects from your character, from your nature. Mm. Okay? So you, you have to ask yourself, what does my name mean? Okay. Okay. Everybody ever heard about the prayer of Jabez? It was a very popular book about 20 years ago. But it's everybody ever heard about a book called the prayer of Jabez or Jabez? Yes. Yeah, yes. I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. Okay. It's the yeah. shortest story in the Bible. It's only two verses long. It says there was a man called Jabez. His mother named him Jabez. And he suffered throughout his life. And one day he asked God to bless him. He's tired of suffering. And the Bible says, and God changed his name. And he prospered from that day. It's called the I prayer of Jabez. I that story, but I, but I had forgotten. <laughs> yes, it's called the prayer of Jabez. It's that, it doesn't tell us where he's from. It doesn't tell us anything. It, doesn't, it just tells you that two sentences. And somebody wrote yes, a book and told a million four. dollars. Million dollar book on that two lines. <laughs> okay. Why? Because your name, you know, I remember when I was a kid, if you were doing, if you would, if you did something cool in school, the boys would have a nickname for you and it would affect the way you walked. You know, you feel really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I found it. It was First uh, Chronicles chapter four, verses nine and 10. Okay, good. Please read it for us. Amen. 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 And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Okay. Now, in, in uh, another translation, it says God changed his name. Okay? Because the, the name Jabez meant sorrow and suffering. Okay? So that chapter, there is... Was that, okay? Chapter, chapter four. four. Chapter four, verses nine and ten. First Corinthians. Oh. I mean, sorry. First Chronicles, chapter four, verses nine and ten. Okay, I found it. So, the, so what you want to do is look up the meaning of the word Jabez, and that was the source of his suffering, the name his mother gave him. Wow. Yeah, that's what it says in verse 9. Okay. Now, everybody ever heard of the name Benjamin? Yes. yes. Uh -huh. What was his name before it was Benjamin? Let's turn, let's turn to the book of Genesis. Sorry. Go to the book of Genesis. What chapter are we in? Um, 
Is it 37? What, what does it, what's the headline for 37? I don't have headlines in mind. Let's see. We're looking for Benjamin and Jacob and Benjamin's mother. It's got to be before 37. Thirty-six is about Esau's the descendants. This is, um, it's going to be about Rachel. Oh, I just passed that. Okay. No, what, no, not Rachel. What's the name of the girl that Jacob married first? Well, it no. talks about the death of Rachel and Isaac. Okay. I think it's, um, I think it's verse. What's the, what's the, Joseph's mother's name? That's what I'm looking for. Well, it's bad when you get old and can't remember anything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Good, 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 good. Yeah, it's who? Thirty-five. It's thirty-five. It is Rachel. Yeah, I think it's thirty-five versus. Yeah, sixteen to eighteen. Yeah. And. Sorry, sorry. Can you read that again? We can't hear you. I couldn't hear you. Well, so 35 verse 18, you said 16 to 18. 16 to 18, okay. Um, then they journeyed from Bethel, and when there was but a little distance to go to Ephrath, Rachel labored in childbirth. And she had hard labor. Now it came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said to her, Do not fear, you will have this son also. And so it was, as her soul was departing, for she died, that she called his name Ben Oni. So Ben um, hyphen Oni, O N I, but his father called him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. Okay. So why did the father change? I mean, how if your wife dies and names your child, would you change the name of the child? <laughs> you would if no. you knew the consequence of mm -hmm. that name. Yeah. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. So Ben Ben on it had bad consequence? Yes. I believe Ben on I meant child of my sorrows or something. Son of my pain. So right. Son of my pain. And Benjamin meant something son of my joy or something. Oh. Somebody can look up Benjamin. It's the opposite. So 
when the Bible is talking about names, don't get stuck on the pronunciation, the words. It's the son, son of the right side. Son of the right side. See, mom said he's son of my pain. I'm sure she didn't mean harm. But father understood what that would mean for the boy's life. I said, no, his name shall be Benjamin. You don't even know his first name was Ben and I. Okay? So names matter. Okay? So when, remember this whole conversation started because we read Hebrews chapter 1, where it says that Jesus had obtained a better name than the angels. Better mm -hmm. is putting it mildly. Okay? What we are reading, if we can go back to Hebrews chapter 1, what we're reading in Hebrews chapter 1 is that Jesus had obtained the very nature of God. Okay? Mm. That's what he meant by name. Verse 4, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 4. Yeah. Being made so much better than the angels, as he had by inheritance. What do you inherit? You inherit from somebody who's your father or your mother. Is that not so? Yes. yes. That means he inherited that name. That would mean, if it is just the name Jesus, it would mean that God's name was Jesus and he inherited the name. Isn't that childish? No. No, no. What I'm saying is, for us to think that his, okay, God's name was Jesus, and Jesus came and inherited that name. It has to be talking about something deeper. Yes. His, his spirit, his nature, everything God was Jesus inherited. Are you getting it now? Yes. Yeah. No, that's what we mean by inherited the inheritance. Okay? He inherited that name. Now look at verse 10. Sorry, look at verse 8. I'm sorry. What does God say to Jesus in verse 8? Your throne. So will last forever and ever, and righteousness will be the scepter of your kingdom. Is that all he says? It doesn't say your throne, O God? Yeah, it says, O God, your throne, O God. Well, who is talking to the Son? God. Wow. There you go. But to the Son, he said, your throne, O God. God was referring to Jesus as God. So the God angels, the Father, God, the Son. Exactly. Of the angels, he called them ministers. Well, he said, but of the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever. That's beautiful. <laughs> that is what that is the name that Jesus has inherited it's more than just a name I told you people were bearing the name Jesus before Jesus was born 
and all over Latin America, they still call their sons Jesus. Exactly. Jesus. Jesus. So it's not the word. Don't get carried mm -hmm. away with the word. Get carried away with the understanding of the meaning of the person. Mm. When I say in the name of Jesus, the, the devil will look at me and say, you know him? You come from him? You come from the big guy himself? Hey, look, man, I don't <laughs> want no trouble. Just passing by. <laughs> Just passing by. <laughs> because <laughs> they know what the name means. <laughs> Remember the seven sons of Sceva that got beaten up and made naked by the demoniac? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Those seven boys, seven brothers, heard Paul casting out demons in the name of Jesus and decided to go and cast a demon out of a guy in the name of Jesus, a, a crazy man in the streets. And the man beat seven of them up and tore off their clothes. They were running around naked and said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? <laughs> so I'm going to try to stop here and maybe we can discuss what we've looked at. There's no need to go into six. I think this is fine enough. What I wanted us to get today was to understand the nature of whom we're dealing with. That's when you say in the name of Jesus, what that means, the, the, the power in that name. Yeah. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. that is, it's, it's, not yeah. just, it's not just a name like, like abracadabra or open sesame. That's how Christians take the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, did it work? Let me try it again. In the name of Jesus. Oh, it's not working today. <laughs> it's not, that's not what it is. It's a power that exists whether you believe in it or not. Cornelius didn't know Jesus, but the power came to his house and told him, you need to be saved. You're a good guy. Now to be saved, Send for a guy called Peter in the city of Joppa, Maryland, and he will tell you what you will do. I know the people of Joppa love that. By the way, there is a town <laughs> called Joppa, Maryland. <laughs> okay. No, but Joppa in the Bible. Send, send for Peter, and he will tell you what you must do. Why didn't the angel tell Peter, sorry, tell Cornelius what he should do? Anybody but Kay can answer that question. Sorry, can you ask a question? In Acts chapter 10, we read that the angel appeared to Cornelius and said, mm -hmm. you have been good to the people of God. And God has seen your goodness and that you're a kind man. But there's something you need. Send for a man called Peter. He's living in Joppa. He will tell you what you must do to be saved. Now, why didn't the angel tell Cornelius what Cornelius must do to be saved? Because they didn't preach. Are, are just messengers. That's, that's their, they're not, they don't preach, yeah. Yes, but why? Oh, that's not their job. Nature. Because, based on what we read in Hebrews chapter 1, why can't they preach? You say it's not their job. <laughs> the, <laughs> Anybody, based on what we read in Hebrews chapter 1, why can't the angels preach? Because God didn't give them. They a... were lower than they, they, they were yeah. lower than God. Oh, of course. I'm lower than God. So are you. You're preaching. 
Because God didn't give him give give angels that power. Because God did not give them the name, name. which is the power the or the nature of God. And if you do not have the nature of God, you cannot preach God. And I even had that marked in red. Praise God. <laughs> so, have you noticed in your Bible, every time Paul sends greetings, he only sends greetings from God, our Father, and from Jesus Christ? Yes. Let Let's 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 do a yeah. quick let's do a quick one quickly okay let's let's look at first Corinthians no Romans Romans chapter one real quick just Romans chapter one what verse do that quickly okay just Romans chapter one verse one Paul a servant of Christ Jesus called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God okay um, read verse 7 I'm sorry let's look at verse 7 to all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints go on it's not for you then. it's not over that's not it that no? is it but that's not the end of that's verse not seven. the end of verse 7 oh sorry <laughs> called to be saints Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you notice it doesn't say from the Holy Spirit? No, it says the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, it says from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Next book. Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by no, the will no, let's of look, let's God. Look at, no, let's look at verse 3. Verse 3. It keeps telling you who, who's, who, who will send greetings from afar. It says, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 2. Yep. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go to the next book. Galatians. Are we getting Verse Bible three. study today? Verse 3. Only problem with big print is it's hard to turn the pages. Where are we now? Galatians. The, next, the very Galatians. next book, whatever your very next book is, it doesn't matter. After Second Corinthians, the next book should be Galatians. 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 Do you have it? Yes. Yes, I'm in. Amen. Verse three. We wish you the peace and favor of God, your Father, and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you very much. I, 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 if I said go, if you continue flipping, you will notice the same thing over and over again. He's always giving you greetings from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Why doesn't he give us greetings from the Holy Spirit? Because, oh, you want someone else to say. Uh, yes, thanks. But everybody tries to hide behind you, Kay. <laughs> Pick out the pace, lady. <laughs> why, why, why? Come on, this is, why, why? Why is he giving us greetings from God the Father and from Jesus Christ over and over? Doesn't he know there's God the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost? Or Holy Ghost doesn't say hello to people? Maybe that's the answer. That's a spirit. Uh, what is God? The Bible says God is spirit. Yeah, well, he's spirit and truth. <laughs> um, I thought um, there was a part in the Bible where the Holy Spirit was referred to as the, as the messenger. So, um, yeah, I'm guessing, you know, based on, you know, that's supposed to be the nature of the Holy Spirit. So that's the, the men he's sending the, the greetings, which he was sending to these people he was addressing. He yeah. was sending them a message and who the message actually came from was from God, the father and from, um, and from God, the, and from Jesus Christ, his son. Okay. The Holy so Spirit. Yeah. Yes, good, good, good. Continue. That's so the Holy good. Spirit is, um, I don't know the pastor, I can't remember the pastor, I think it was when Jesus was addressing his apostles when shortly yeah. before he left, where he said he was going to send them a messenger who was supposed to be the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, just like Paul himself, you know, he was also, you know, he was carrying the message, but the main, he was sending this written based on the person, the author of the message. Who is God okay. Himself and Jesus? Yeah. So, so why? Is, so what? Ex, ex, help us. You, you, you're right there. You're at the door. Just open the oh. door. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're right there. So you said something about He's the messenger. I love that. So the Holy Ghost is the messenger, right? Yes. So why doesn't Paul tell us that greetings from the Father? the Son and the Holy Ghost. Why? You just tell us greetings from the Father and the Son. Why? That's what we're asking. You're nearly there. Well, I feel because the message, this greeting, the Bible is, you know, the Bible is all about, you know, tells us all about God. He's, each of the books in the Bible, it's based on the message, you know, he has given to people. Yeah. And so when you're delivering a message, you're you know, you're sending a message on behalf of the, you know, you're sending this message. So who's delivering the, the message of, here? So who's delivering Paul the message? Paul is the one delivering the message. The yes. author of the message is from God himself. Yes. Yeah. So, but the Holy Spirit and, you know, also the angels are, you know, they are by their own, based on what we've been discussing so far, their own nature, they are more like messengers. They are not the author of the message. They are just delivering a message. And so you can't be sending a message. On okay, let's correct, of let's correct something. Very let's important. God with us. Let's correct something. Uh, mom, did Holy, you hear mom? Yes, I did. Did you hear Let's mom? correct, yes. Okay. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit is God. Let's be clear. The angels yeah. are nowhere near him. Holy Ghost okay. is equal with God. He is okay. God himself. Okay. okay. So... Let's go to mom. Mom said something about God with us. Mom, go ahead. Mom Logan. Well, that's 
that's what I remember from early teaching. That, yeah, but uh, how does it get connected to whole, us? Why? The Holy yeah. Spirit is what we carry around with us when when we accept Jesus Christ and he is uh, our like a guide. So you know, is that why Paul doesn't give us reason? do that. That's usually the Holy Spirit. Say that again. I said, when you're doing things and you're trying to decide which is the one to do, it's the Holy Spirit that will tell you inside of yourself, don't do that. Yes. But why is it that Paul doesn't bring us greetings from him? Because he can't give him greetings until you've already accepted Christ. And, and he gives you the Holy Spirit. Okay, but he's giving us greetings from God and he's giving us greetings from Jesus Christ. He's giving us greetings from the Father okay. and Jesus Christ. Okay, um, yes, can ahead. I jump in here? Sure. Okay, I think from I, okay, another way I understand it now, based on what she has just said now, is yeah. that the Holy Spirit is already with us. There God you go. Said to the Holy Spirit. To oh, be. there you go. Oh, ah, okay. there you go. Oh my God! I wish I could just begin to hit the bells and begin everything going. Ding, 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 ding. You want a million dollars? I had said God with us, but I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mom. We work together. I love yeah. this. We work. We work together. Everybody was putting one chip. Somebody was gonna get there sooner or later. Mom, you built the bridge. Built, everybody was put. Everybody was putting heads together. That's it. You don't send greetings from somebody who's already with us. Okay. <laughs> if, 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 if they're going to bring greetings from the Holy Ghost to your church, oh my God, then that church is in a lot of trouble. What have you been doing all this time? <laughs> Amen. You get it now. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> All right. I think, I think we can stop here. We can stop here. I wanted to teach you. Now, see the nature of God. You see how complex it is. Okay? Yeah. See how complex it is. But at the same time, it's very simple. Mm. Okay? Uh, it's very simple. But, but this, is, this is when they say in the name, in the name, in the name. Talking about in the nature, in the power of. This is the name you have received. When you receive Jesus into your life, you receive the nature of God. You still do things that are bad, but now you feel bad for doing them. In the past, you look for seconds. Right? You understand? In the past, you, in past you, you could easily tell your chair, oh, here comes that lady again. Tell her I'm not home. Now you feel very bad when you do that. Mm. Because you just told a lie. And why did you tell a lie? Nobody had a gun to your head. Yeah, yeah, you should have said, tell her now, I'm not seeing anybody today. <laughs> right. If the Nazis were looking for Jews and the Jew was hiding in your basement, would you say, I'm a Christian? So I would tell them, yes, uh, I have to tell you the truth. I have a Jew hiding in my basement because I cannot lie. Would you do that? <laughs> no. 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 You tell them, what Jew? What Jew? How do you spell that? What is that? Is that something you eat? Why? Because you're saving a life. Yes. I don't want to open up another conversation, but I'm talking about the nature of God, the power of God. Do you understand? You cannot determine it by just by acts. Amen. Amen. Nature. Amen. It's a nature. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. All right. So let's let's close in prayer. Thank you, everybody, for this time. Um, we've been about an hour twenty minutes, and um, let's, unless somebody has something else you want to say, I'll say you know we can. Somebody can close us in prayer. So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support. Okay, I want to thank you for your time. For those of you who've been faithful, you know, uh, supporting this work, for being involved, sharing these videos. Okay, don't be, don't, don't, don't get weary. Don't be weary. Don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day. Okay, keep pressing on. Share these videos with your family and friends. Start watch parties on Facebook over this video so your friends and family can discuss it. Okay, and continue to write us. Write me through Facebook. Write me through. You know the, the comment section here on YouTube. Okay, so I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us. Thanks so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Remember what I said. If you want to continue listening to us, do I order? You can always go. Okay, to our website. You can see the online radio channels that you can get us through. Like I mentioned, um, Apple's iTunes. I met Apple iTunes. I mentioned um, Spotify and I think Google. You can also, you know, there are other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio, okay? I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to, you know, hit the like buttons. Hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you watch these videos through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook or you're watching through some other video like WhatsApp, it's not going to show here, so we won't be able to see your like. But if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you. Or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you. Hit that like button, okay? Hit that like button. It matters to us. Okay? Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing, you know, by watching our videos. Okay? In the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be on the road. But wherever I am, I'm going to be broadcasting from there. So the broadcast is still going to keep going. Okay? So thank you so much, everybody. God bless you. See you soon.